Um, I want to preach right now, and then we have some announcements. I'm not going to preach long, just a couple hours, and then we have some announcements. <laughs> What's funny is Dylan sent me a text that I didn't see, and the text says I'm about to run through a wall. <laughs> I, didn't, I just saw it. Am I doing that to the microphone? I love our church. You know, I sincerely want to say thank you to the band this morning. Just thank you for the... You know, Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it as you're working for the Lord and not for man. And just the volunteers at this church, the way we um, lead our lives, our families, do our jobs. When you get revelation that everything you do is for him. You know, the word Lord in Greek means owner. He's your boss. And he just really appreciates it. And he, he rewards those who work with him as a co-heir. He rewards you. You don't know who you are until you're in a place where no one can see what you're doing. But even the way you take your job, how seriously you take it, how hard you work at it. Um, sometimes these guys are getting up here at 5.30 in the morning. It's not just music to them. It's, it's a service unto the Lord. I love that verse, that idea in Acts 13, 3, 2 and 3. They minister to the Lord. I got home last Sunday. I don't take many naps. Uh, ever since I came off medication for all that stuff I went through years ago, when that stuff got out of my body, I just, I can't take naps. And uh, it aggravates me. Because sometimes on Sunday, you just want to sleep. Some of y'all sleep in here while I preach. You think I can't see you. Y'all think I can't see you. Y'all know who you are. Don't you look at me, Greg, staring at me that way. Greg gets caught up in the presence of the Lord sometimes. One time I almost said, can someone cover Greg's mouth? He's going to swallow a chair or something. <laughs> I lay down on the couch. And right before I, I was starting to fall asleep, I asked God, I said, just knock me out. Because faith is the currency of heaven. And right before I fell asleep, I said, just out of curiosity, what is it like? Because I've never asked him this. What is it like when one of your kids, like I'm one of his kids, last week when I preached, what's that like for you? He says something to me, I, was, I don't have much revelation on He said, you minister to me. I thought, you minister to me. And I've been studying this week, and I've talked about it a couple of times. We actually minister unto the Lord, unto the Father, to the Holy Spirit. When we just come before him in purity and just give him ourselves, it ministers to him. He's nicer than most people think. He really appreciates his kids. You know what's interesting? When my kids come to me in the natural... And they say thank you. A lot of kids say, well, you play favorites over one kid. Maybe it's not favorites. Maybe there's certain principles that just draw us to people. There was a book written called um, How Full Is Your Bucket by Marcus Buckingham. He interviewed 1,500 companies around the world. He wanted to know why do people get fired, why they get hired, why they stay. What, what is it? And um, it, it, the conclusion was not experience, education or competency it was a likability factor some people just bring positive energy and they fill other people's buckets up it's what employees desire from their employers they don't just want to do great things they want to be told from time to time you, you're, you're valuable to the company you are you minister to this company well the father's the same way matter of fact I think the most underrated weapon in our arsenal in the kingdom is gratitude Enter his courts with misery and bitterness. 
He's got me going. You know, maybe you don't see breakthrough in your life and it's not because he doesn't want to give it to you. We can actually do things that close heaven up over us. Uh, I can tell you the quickest way, offense and bitterness. You know, wherever you go, there you are. (laughs) People get into their third, fourth, fifth marriage and still think on the fifth time it's the spouse, other spouse. (laughs) Wherever you go, there you are. I got fired from Chick-fil-A when I was 15 years old because we got in an egg fight in the kitchen. (laughs) So I had to go home and tell my dad I just got fired from Chick-fil-A. Make matters worse, my mentor fired me. His name's Keith Laws. Great, awesome guy. Love the Lord. One night, you're 15. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> we opened the door. Keith saw eggs to make him money and make all the stuff he has to make. Me, Hank, and Josh saw an opportunity. <laughs> and uh, it dawned on us after 60 eggs were gone, we had to replace those eggs. So we found the only 24-hour supermarket that we could find. Keith walks in the next day. Those aren't my eggs. What happened, guys? I don't know. (laughs) When I told my dad I got fired, he goes, well, tell tell me about it. My natural inclination was to blame Josh and Hank. Wherever you go, there you are. You know, don't ever blame anyone else for what you don't have with the Father. Salvation is absolutely free, but deep friendship with him is not. And uh, you, have to, you have to admit that you're the one that threw the eggs, and maybe you're the one that is why you are where you are. You really grow up the day you stop making excuses, and you don't blame someone else for what you don't have. If your spouse is not going after the Father... Instead of entering his courts with bitterness and misery and offense, go after the Father so hard that it captivates your spouse to want to join you. Because if you have the fruit of love, joy, and peace, and patience, and kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control, I'm not saying talking about it. You can memorize Galatians and be an addict. If you're walking in those virtues of the kingdom, then your spouse is going to want to join that. Maybe your job is not the problem. Maybe the father has you in your job because he's trying to teach you a lesson right now. And instead of thanking him for what he's trying to teach you, you're entering his courts with doubt and unbelief. I'm going to tell you something about the father. He will give you a picture of your future that's in a different place, different place of occupation, different community. It will be more real than reality. And then he will intentionally keep you in the place that's actually grooming you for your next assignment. Now, I'm starting to preach a little bit. This is blessing me. (laughs) It's easy to enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise when what Adam was saying this morning, you're in a great season. But that's not a conditional gratitude. A real man or woman who's connected at the seat of intimacy with the Father can enter the courts of thanksgiving and praise when all the bullets are coming. As a matter of fact, that's the higher form of gratitude. Because if you go after God for breakthrough, it rarely comes. If you go after God for God, breakthrough follows you. Surely goodness and mercy shall chase me down. I, I can't tell you the last time I asked the Father for anything. I don't know. 
even if it all ended for me today, when I die, I'm going to heaven. There's a lot to be thankful for. Sometimes we just need a little realignment. You ever seen Lion King where Zazu is in that cage? Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrows. Even Uncle Scar says, please lighten up, Zazu. You're depressing me, and I'm the villain in this narrative. I'm going to tell you when you know that you've gotten somewhere that very few ever go in the kingdom. When you believe that God is good all the time, no matter what your reality is. You know, none of this down here is about us. I have, you can, you can ask Mike, I gave him 11 verses. I worked hard on the sermon. I'm not going to any of them. Go to Philippians chapter 2, Mike, verse 1. I don't, I don't understand God. <laughs> the moment that I don't prepare is the moment where I don't flow in the prophetic is what he's showing me now. Nobody knows. You know, the church ought to be the happiest place in the world. The worship service this morning at 9 a.m. should be the lowest bar that is ever set at this church. You know why? Because your worship will follow your theology. You know what I mean by that? Like, it's not an extroverted thing. I'm watching introverted people lose their minds in worship because when my theology is lined up to what I believe about God, it ought to cause me great joy. Introverts and extroverts should choose joy when you're connected to the Father. Jesus chose joy walking, it's right after the Passover, walking into his own crucifixion. The joy sat before him. I'm here to tell you, no one in this room is ever going to have a calling or an assignment more difficult than that one. And he was joyful then. He was joyful as he was dying. You want to know why? The closer you get connected in intimacy with the Father, the more joy you carry. If you have to force yourself to carry joy, the first question you have to ask is, are you born again? Because you can mentally assent to attributes of the kingdom. The devil knows more scripture than everybody in here probably. You can mentally assent to God. But to be connected with him, your spirit, man, I promise you right now, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. It's there. It's there. I promise you. Second uh, Thessalonians 5.23, made up of spirit, soul, and body. My spirit, man, does not need a cup of coffee. Have you ever been around someone else that is walking in a high level of revelation of the kingdom and it bypasses your brain? It's almost like your inner man is just, it, it just it's kind of like this around them. There are certain people that carry more of the kingdom of God than others do. We all have the ability to have the mind of Christ, yet if we don't renew our mind to who we are, uh, I just got to go get counseling again because I have no joy. Man, your father is God. Your big brother is Jesus. The comforter is with you. Angels are around you. When it's over here, you're going to glory forever. If I can't make you happy, no Starbucks in the world can help you. I don't have to wait to Easter to celebrate. You, you open up these preaching magazines and it's like, okay, it's um, Palm Sunday. You better be depressing because that's before 
the crucifixion. Wait a minute. Every day is Easter now. It's all Easter. Abraham and the saints of old Moses, they gawk at us at heaven saying, what must it be like to live on that side of the cross where they're clean, they're forgiven, and the Spirit of God resides in them? We're sitting here saying, oh, if I could only be like Moses. He's sitting there saying, man, I wish I'd have been like you when I was there. We tell stories of him going to Pharaoh. What a great person he must have been. Do you realize that Jesus says John is the greatest of them all in the kingdom, yet the least of these is greater than him? It's almost like you just need the mud to come out of your eyes to realize what you already have. And most people are reaching for what they can get. You've already already got a lot. Colossians says you're filled to the brim with Jesus. Nobody knows. <sighs> Y'all aren't helping me. You're just staring at me. Nobody helps. All right. Philippians 2. Uh, can I just say one more thing? He really likes joy. So if you're not carrying it, don't beat yourself up. But it's, it's go time with that. You need to figure out why. If someone's constantly asking you, are you okay? Maybe they see something in you that you don't see. You can be wiser than all the Pharisees. You don't carry joy. You don't know God. And if you don't know God, you're in big trouble. I'm going to make this really, really simple. This is the devil right here. And this is God. The devil is very sad. God is very joyful. Choose God. But you just don't understand. My spouse hasn't affirmed me in three days, and that's just what I deserve. You don't deserve. You deserve hell. There it is. <laughs> my boss, my boss just doesn't recognize me. Your boss is Jesus. If you believe correctly, the Lord is your owner. No one ever recognizes what I do around my job. The Lord does, and he says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We got to get out of this realm. We're already seated in heavenly places, but what we do, we agree more of the devil, and our mind gets transformed to his thoughts instead of the thoughts of who we already are. I got the nastiest email recently, and I knew I was in a good place with a father because I just, I saw the hurt of who it's coming from. This person's hurt. If you agree more with this guy right here, you're like, how dare they make it about you? Nothing's about us. It's easy to love people who are for you, but can you be joyful in the presence of someone that you know can't stand you? The closer Jesus got to the cross, the fewer disciples he had. And his joy increased. When persecution and slander and gossip are coming at you, does your joy decrease to the level of the devil or is it increasing? It's awesome when this world has no hold on you. Hey, Sisson, where's David Sisson? Is Sisson in here? Um, hang on. David Sisson sent me. I'm going to find it right now. He sent me a text this week. Oh. This is Wesley's covenant prayer. Are you kidding me? 
I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. That whole prayer is about one thing from Wesley. I am yours and you are mine. When Jesus went into the desert, he went in there to get power. You know what happened when he came out of the desert? He faced one thing all the way to the cross. His own family and brethren spewed venomous assault verbally, and they even took his own life. They just came against him. No one believed in him. The closer you get to your assignment, you're supposed to have more friction. Right now, some of you are this close to being released from your occupations. God's showing me. There's quite a few in here. And God is grooming you by you feel like everything is against you. It's not coming from the enemy's hands. It's coming from your loving father's hands. You want to know why? He desires more than anything to get you into a place where you can pray Wesley's prayer and believe it. I am yours and you are mine. I need no one. I need nothing. <laughs> Whether I have a lot in my pockets or none in my pockets, I'm laid bare before you. I came into the world naked, couldn't raise myself. They had to raise me. I'm leaving with nothing, but I'm happy. I'm, I'm joyful. When Jesus got into the midst of his biggest persecution was when he was his happiest. Do you know that God's actually a very happy person? He is a happy person. I never heard the word happy growing up in church. I never saw many happy people. I was at the grocery store the other day. It was actually a week and a half ago when I was crying and I told God I just wanted all of him. And um, this lady at six o'clock in the morning, she goes, how are you doing? And before I could even think, it just, it just came out of me. I said, I'm doing awesome. She looked at me like, <laughs> and just for like 20 seconds before I could stop, I just, blah, 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 blah. You know, I know crock pots are slow, and it's supposed to be slow, but there comes a point where if it cooks long enough, it starts to boil. We don't need to identify with the slow work of God in our lives and be opposed to the boiling pot. There's a boiling pot to all of us. We should get to a point where we, we just, you just can't keep it down anymore. It works this way with sin. Typically, uh, women, I've noticed, uh, females between the ages of 28 to 32 is when they seek really hardcore counseling because they cannot keep down what they've been processed for 28 years. Maybe it's injustices done to them or just wrong thought patterns. It just bubbles up. And men between the ages of 31 and 35. But the opposite is also true. You get to a point with the father, you just can't help it. <laughs> Sin's not the only thing that bubbles forth. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He's easy to love. He's so easy to love. I listen to Lionel Richie, that, that song, Easy Like Sunday Morning. It, it shouldn't be a grind. Even when you're tied up like Paul and Silas, it should just be easy. But instead, nobody knows. Can I say this? Maybe the reason your marriage is in the way it's in is your spouse is so tired of having to pick you up all the time. Stir your own self up in the faith. Be a person that fills other people's buckets. 
I'll be honest with you. There's um, Ryan Harmony spoke yesterday, him and Blake at our men's breakfast. And a, a lot of people have left Bridgeway because they can't find uh, connection. And I listen and I say, you know, I hate that and I want to work on that. Ryan Harmony says his family's moving from Charlotte because they've never found connection like this. And um, Blake Berg said they've never felt connection like this. And the father showed me when they were talking. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I told my dad that Keith fired me from Chick-fil-A and it's his fault. It wasn't his fault. I'm the one that threw the eggs. When you take ownership for anything, you can be a person that drains the bucket of people around you or fills it up. (laughs) You'll find community when you want to. You'll walk in healing when you want to. I did not want to say this this morning. He told me in the car. I'm just going to say it. Here it goes. Actually, a good friend of mine called me out on this when I said I wasn't going to say it. He's a pastor and we... We talk a lot. I've never seen the flu bug hit in this area like it did this year. Um, I called my family together. We didn't pray about it. I said, as the father of this house, here's what I want to say. We will not participate in this. We didn't have the flu or a cold. And you say, well, that's because you're the man of God. No, it's not. We are all the men and women of God. If we knew the role of our faith and what it really matters, it would blow your mind. It would blow your mind if you knew our role in this thing. I love what Truett Cathy said before he passed away in 2007. He called a press conference for Chick-fil-A. This is all he said. We are here to let everyone know that we will not be participating in the recession. I stood on this stage... Uh, four months ago and I said giving will double at Bridgeway in 2017 to fulfill everything the Father wants it already has doubled and you say well that's just because God decided to move nope Mm -mm. there's principles in play you can be a Zazu or you can be an Apostle Paul Paul gets arrested most Christians would say how dare you I've given you my life God and now you put me on the island of Malta you stick me on Malta Paul healed everyone on the island go read the book Acts he healed everyone. Most people, they, it, whether it's with a church, a job, a marriage, they find everything that's wrong and they smile. But in their marriage, they're really just nitpicking or at their job, they're nitpicking. I'm going to tell you how to see the kingdom of God explode in your life. Be thankful at all times. I remind you, as Paul says, be thankful and rejoice at all times. God's not good when I'm seeing breakthrough. God is good because that's who he is. Let's say that you have the biggest breakthrough in the world. I mean, other people are looking at you. You you make even a spiritual son nervous and jealous. You walk in so much favor. At some point, your favor is going to end and your body is going to lay down. If I'm just going to God for breakthrough, that is so plastic to me. I'm going to God for God. And when his blessings comes or, or when the suffering comes and he's trying to teach me something, they're actually irrelevant. The beach house and the outhouse are irrelevant. Paul said this, I have had all things and I have had nothing. But there's one thing I have learned, to rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. And he said, here's the secret to it all, being content in every season. The color of my skin, the color of your skin, your background, the fact that your dad didn't buy you boots on Christmas morning, uh, a bad prophetic word that's been given over you. Take our eyes off everything we can criticize or be critical about and just keep your eyes on Jesus and say, you are good. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there is more in our hands 
than we have been led to believe. And before Adam comes and gives some announcements and then Teresa comes and shares, I want to share one more thing for a few minutes. Here it goes. Let me say it like this. There's four times in the New Testament where Jesus is amazed. He's amazed at Zacchaeus when Zacchaeus runs up that tree and then gives away wealth. God, Jesus didn't tell him to give that money back. He's amazed. He's amazed at the Seraphonician woman at her level of faith. He couldn't believe it. He, she wasn't Jewish. He's amazed at the Roman centurion and his faith. And he is amazed at the unbelief of his own family in his own hometown. Here it is. Jesus is amazed at something in your life right now. What do you want him to be amazed by? I want him to be amazed. Bob Hazlett gave me a word, and I was like, Bob, you really blessed me. He doesn't know me, probably doesn't remember my name now. He said, you are, you are like that energizer bunny. You won't stop coming. I want God to be amazed at my bulldog mentality. Just to keep coming after him. When it's raining in prosperity or raining in tough times. But here's what I want to say. Zazu controlled his own emotions and his own mindset in that cage. Have you guys seen the movie? If you have not seen Lion King, raise your hand. Because I'm going to cast a devil out of each one of you, right? Roy, you hadn't seen Lion King? Are you kidding me? Don't be a Zazu. All right, Adam, come on. 